Welcome to Kitchen Conversations with Nat, where I'm Nat, and these are some of my thoughts on this and that. I thought I'd share. You can like it or leave it. I don't care. Society likes to give us their opinions on our body and our mind, so I'm here to share my thoughts and chat with some friends about any answers we can find. What's up, y'all? I'm back. 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 I'm back. I'm back. I... It took a small hiatus from <laughs> the podcast, and that was because I, <laughs> get this, okay, I recorded a podcast, like, the week after I turned 30, which was the first week of October, and <laughs> I listened back to it, I edited it, I did everything, and I listened back to it, and I was like, oh my gosh, I sound depressed like it's not happy it's not cheerful and you know like I'm fully aware that life isn't happy and cheerful all the time but like also it was a really big look into my mind of like what's going on with me why does my tone of voice sound so sad right now so I realized that in coming back from Uganda I had fallen into some depression I was real sad real anxious about the future and decisions that I needed to make or that society was telling me I needed to make. Like I didn't, I wasn't rushed, but like there's this thing about turning 30 and I still lived with my parents and I'm still single and all of these things kept happening. And I was like, I'm literally living out my greatest fears right now and I'm okay, but <laughs> am I <laughs> like, am I actually okay? And so I decided to take a small break from the podcast just because I needed to do some inner work, some self-assessment, and I knew that if I took the break and I took the time to work on my mind and my mental health, then I could actually come on the podcast at a later date and share with y'all what I went through and what I learned and then we could grow together. And so also that would be because I'm an internal processor. So I don't know if y'all know what that means, but there are two different types of people. Some people are external processors and an external processor will just verbally throw up everything that they're thinking, that they're going through, that they're dealing with to anyone who will listen or just to really close friends. And so but they can't actually like process through a situation until they've talked it out. There's the other type of people like me, which are internal processors. So internal processors take the time to throw up on themselves <laughs> and journal about things. And I like to come to a complete understanding of what I'm thinking and what I'm going through before I talk it out with someone because I just like... I don't do the raw thoughts well because, yeah, it's just burned me in the past and I don't really want to do that again. And so anyways, uh, so I'm an internal processor. So an external processor might have processed her feelings well with y'all on a podcast, but I chose to take some time and to figure out what the hell I was thinking about on going through and then share with y'all just kind of like what it was when I went through. It's not over, obviously, 
but I'm in such a better place mentally. So let me give you a little update on what's happened in my life since the last podcast, uh, which was a Tate talk. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to it. When I recorded that podcast, I was recording it from a closet in my parents' house. (laughs) And I was staying with them after I moved home from Uganda. And I didn't have a job. And so since then, I have moved out of my parents' house, which they're great people. Um, But, like, I turned 30 and I was living there and I was like, I cannot do this. Like, this is, like, there's something mentally wrong with this. And if you're listening to this and you're 30 plus living at home or you're about to turn 30 and still living at home, like, it's okay. Like, society likes to tell us that it's not okay to be dependent on our parents, but we are dependent on our parents And then there's, like, the shift where they become dependent on us. And I feel like that's beautiful. And that's, like, the way that life should work. And so, yeah, 30, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's up to you. (laughs) You don't have decisions. But don't let anyone try and tell you that you're failing or that you're behind at life just because you're living at home. Anyways, so all that to say, I did move out. I moved out because I got a job. Woohoo! I told y'all that I was hoping to move to Colorado to go to Denver Seminary to do my master's in counseling. And I did start that this fall, but after listening to the professor and all the good things she was saying, I realized like I never really saw myself as a counselor. Yeah, so I quit that halfway through the semester, right after my midterm. Y'all, I don't even know what I made on my midterm. (laughs) I think I got an A though. I mean, come on, like, I'm okay, Uh, whatever, but. Anyways, I, yeah, I quit that and I still wanted to move to Colorado. I realized that like going to seminary was my excuse because people would be like, why do you want to go to Colorado? And I'd be like, well, I'm going to go to school out there. And they'd be like, oh, cool. Like they just like understood. But if you tell people that you want to move to the mountains just because you think they're pretty, like people don't like that answer. (laughs) So I was like, well, what am I going to do? Anyways, I applied to like 25 jobs in Colorado, which I know is not a lot in the grand scheme of things, but I didn't hear back on any of them except one I had an interview on and I did not get a good feeling. So I was like, okay, well, maybe I'm trying to force the issue here. And so I went ahead and I applied for, or I emailed a contact that I had from my last job and I was like hey do you have any friends in Colorado like I want to move to Colorado like if I can get a job out there it'd be really prime like that would be awesome and I was like or you know whatever Texas is cool too um just let me know if you have any contacts I just need a job at this point (laughs) and she was like she wants me back and she's like hey Natalie I do have a contact for you she's in Irving and I'm like oh man Irving, Colorado? (laughs) Okay, so I apply for this job. And I have, like, four interviews with them. I didn't even know the first one was an interview, to be quite honest. Um, I was not prepared for an interview. But I just, like, stumbled into it. And then at the end of it, she was like, would you mind applying for the job? I'm like, oh, my God. Yes, I I, I have no idea. I've got you gone to brain. Um, anyways, so I apply for this job. I take all these interviews and all of a sudden I'm like being offered a good amount of money, 
at a job that like is just like the job that I had before I left for Uganda. And it's at a company that is so great and family oriented and a privately owned, family owned, um, and has been around forever. And so I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, how could you say no? Like, it's like that uh, analogy of like the guy who's like praying for an answer or for like being. Ugh. It's like that analogy about that guy praying to be rescued, you know, um, from the flood and he's on the roof and um, a boat comes by, a helicopter comes by and a plane comes by or whatever. And he's like, no, no, no. And then he dies and he's like, God, why didn't you save me? And God's like, I sent three ways for you to get out and you didn't. And you were looking for some huge sign. And so that's kind of what happened to me with Texas. And so... Anyways, it just kind of blindsided me, and I'm sticking around, staying in Texas, um, doing Young Life, which is super cool, so I get to still hang out with my favorite age group, the high school generation. I love my Gen Z, so um, super cool, and uh, that fell into my lap, and that's in my hometown. Oh, y'all, I'm, like, really back, (laughs) and then I got this sick duplex y'all like it is so cool and I am hanging out living here and loving it it's been really cool to rebuild my life and it's just really awesome to look back and to see like that I had a really successful job and I had this calling on my life this passion I really wanted to move overseas and that opportunity came I had to give up like this job that I had worked really hard to get and how like I moved back from living overseas and have this life-changing experience, have all these non-negotiables of like things I will not step back into. I did not say, oh, did I say corporate America? I might have. Um, I'm back in corporate America, but I had these non-negotiables about like continuing to move slowly and to not get caught up in the rush of life here and to not get caught up in buying all the things even if I don't need them and life is really unexpected right now and everything happened really fast like the month of November everything happened and it was just like all really caught me off guard it's like a good off guard but also it's like a what the actual hell is happening in my life like I don't understand. How am I back in Alito? How am I living in Fort Worth? How am I in this big duplex? How am I like, how is all of this happening? How did I have to buy my own couch, which I like vowed to never buy my own couch? How did I have to like buy a refrigerator? Like, guys, (laughs) I don't know how all this happened, but it did. And I'm here and I, my life is like really cool. Like I just... (laughs) I just went outside uh, to check the mail, and the mailman was standing there, and <laughs> he was like, are you Miss Powell? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, oh, it's so good to meet you. I'm your regular postman. Like, y'all, I'm in this cool little neighborhood, in this cool little place. Anyways, life is just like, it's what I've always wanted it to be, and... It all stemmed from, like, me being, like, 30 single, living in my parents' house, no direction, no idea what to do. And then it just, like, all is there. 
So I guess what they say about timing, it really is everything. Um, anyways, really unexpected. And so today I want to do this series on transition because I think that transition, sometimes it catches us off guard. Sometimes we're like geared up and ready for it. Sometimes in our spirit, we know it's coming. Sometimes in our spirit, we don't know anything's coming and then we're slapped in the face with it. But we all face transitions all the time. And I kind of just want to talk through that and talk about just like the things that I've learned through transition and like what I feel like are commonalities for all of us in transition and maybe how we can transition better in the future. And then this will turn into more of a series about myths that I believed in my 20s because I really think that 20s are for growth and learning and they're just like full of a lot of things and and then being 30 now I'm so wise obviously I've been 30 for oh, a couple months now and uh, pretty much know it all so <laughs> just kidding but I just want to talk through my 20s because I feel like every year of your 20s is a transition so yeah so with all that being said let's talk through some transition stories of mine and just dig a little deeper into things that I've learned and I would love to hear more from y'all about transitions in your own life and how they've played out and what's you felt like society was pushing on you through transitions and how you overcame that or how you fell to that. So let's get started. Honestly, life is just one big transition if you think about it. It's like, or it's like a lot of different transitions from age to age, hour to hour, you know, day to day, sun rises, sun sets. I mean, we transition from light to dark every single day, if you think about it. And then like seasons, you know, we have four major seasons a year and we transition from like cold and dreary into like bright and springy and life. And then we go into like hot and humid and swimming and tan life. Then we transition into like death and decay. I'm just kidding. I love fall. <laughs> we transition into fall and it's like, oh, it's cold again. When's it going to be cold? Is it going to be cold? We don't remember what it's like to be cold. <laughs> and then it's like, back to dark and dreary and like we just we walk through these transitions they become a part of our lives and I don't even know if we realize it anymore with that being said life's a big transition we have a lot of transitions but I want to start this off by telling y'all about the first transition of my adult life and that was right out the gate from college into working world into adult world <laughs> Okay, when I graduated, I thought I had it all together. I thought I could change the world. I thought I could be a mama to all these orphan babies. I thought I could go into orphanages and fix the way that they were running them. And I, like, after all, I had a $100,000 education, guys. Like, I should be able to do these things. Like, I know a lot. And had a lot of friends. It was great. Life was great. And then I graduated and uh, slowly but surely, like, things started dwindling. And luckily, I, like, let myself have a little bit of a gap year. So I kept the job that I had in college. And I was a college minister. And so I, like, got to work with 
people in college and go on mission trips and do all these fun things. And I didn't really have like a whole lot of expectations on me. Like I didn't have like hours or a schedule <laughs> time that I had to be somewhere. But even then, like I had just spent the past what, like what's 22 minus five, 17 years in school. And I mean, even starting before that, right, because I like still went to preschool and I went to this really cool thing called museum school. Y'all, it was so cool. We got to like hold animals and pet giant snakes and pet a porcupine and learn about space and science. Anyway, okay. Y'all don't care about that. Anyways. So I've been in school. I was in school for a long time. It's like all I knew. Like I knew that you wake up, you go and you're friends with the people that you sit next to in class or your friends are in different classes, but you have a kind of the same schedule or you sit at lunch next to the people who also have the same lunch schedule as you. Like life is just predicted for you. And then you go into college and it's a little different, but you're still friends with the people you sit next to in class and you can make friends with people by talking about the test and how hard it's going to be. And uh, then like you graduate and it's like, uh, what? Like, I, I don't have a routine. I don't have a schedule. I don't have friends. Like my friends aren't made for me anymore. How do I make friends? All these people are just going about their lives. Like the girl at Target wouldn't even look at me. <laughs> I'm sure it's even worse now for you people who are graduating with everyone wearing masks. It's like hard to make friends. And that transition out of college was probably my darkest year of life. And it was just like really hard. Like I didn't know what to do. I didn't have like the normalcies that I had always known for the past however long and life was just upside down and friends were hard to make. Now I did still have friends in the college ministry and it was that was okay for me but that darkness of like being lonely and stuff happened after the college ministry and when I started in corporate world. So I started working at BNSF and I was like, how do you make friends with coworkers? Because like these people, I don't know. So that transition caught me off guard and it was really abrupt. And so if, if you're listening to this and you're in college, like just get ready, like just go ahead and make a couple friends now that are like not a part of your college situation and that you know that like will be there for you always. <laughs> Cause it's, it's like, it's, it's hard. Um, and let me tell you right now, like when you graduate college, like you think, you know, everything, but really you don't know anything. And then the rest of your twenties is just you figuring out how much you don't know. Uh, that sounds really depressing, but that was a hard transition for me. It was really unexpected. And I think that's what made it so hard. Um, so I've like literally spent my life like trying to tell people like, Hey, the first year after college is really freaking hard. Like, and also the first year of college is really freaking hard because, um, <laughs> you like are lonely but you don't want to tell your parents because you want them to like be proud of you that you're in college and oh, it's just really hard. So I talked about like how I was a college minister and then I went into working in corporate world. That was another big transition for me. Um, thinking ministry minded and only being surrounded by people who love Jesus and want the same things as you and have the same values as you and blah, 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 blah. Like I was only around Christians and like-minded people. And like the most unlike-minded people were people that had different theological views than me. And that was the deepest conversations we had were about theology and like 
why you read the Bible a certain way. It's just not even about like whether or not God existed. So then I like go into corporate America and I was also unprepared for that because um, as some of you know, like my life took a drastic turn right before I quit the college ministry and went to BNSF. And um, it was like, I wasn't expecting a change like that because I was expecting to move overseas and live in Cambodia. And <laughs> that didn't happen. And so I wasn't living in Cambodia. And then I was like working in a very business, like professional job. And I like did not know how to do it. Y'all like so laid back. I'm about to move overseas. Like I'm freaking hippie. And like they're telling me I have to wear flats or heels and like dress pants or a dress every day. And I'm like, okay, okay. I just feel like I played dress up for so long. Um, and that was like a really weird transition. And then another transition was <laughs> the next transition was like moving to Uganda, obviously. Uh, if that's not a transition, I don't really know what is. And my feelings were like, sad, anxious, but ready. And then when I moved back, my feelings were sad, scared, but ready. And both of those transitions started in my heart before I even realized it was time to go. And so before I moved there, I was transitioning mentally. Um, and I kept saying that I was present, which I was present, but I wasn't present with the right people necessarily. And so, um, I was like distracted and I was partying hard and I don't really remember the year before I went to Uganda, which is embarrassing to say, but it's part of my story. And so the transition getting there was just like a breath of fresh air. Honestly, it was like, Oh, like you don't do it. So many things in one day. That's really nice. Like, oh, wow, like, I can't even get vodka anywhere. Like, how nice is that? You know, like, wow, like, these things are just so different. And I loved it. Like, loved every second of the transition into Uganda. Sure, I was sad, but, like, I had been preparing for this for so long that it was, like, oh, it was a breath of fresh air. I just slowed my sweet little life down, and I embraced all that Uganda had to give me and tried to give Uganda all that I could give it. And I just like settled in to learn about things that I had no idea about. And I loved that. And then coming back, I was dreading it. <laughs> I know, I know. Like, how could you dread coming to America? It's so safe. Well, like, first of all, COVID was happening and y'all were being giant freaks about things in the grocery store. And so like, I, I was like, how am I supposed to move back to these humans who are, like, apparently being political about wearing a mask and then also being, like, such brats about everything? And how can I move back to these people? <laughs> I was so nervous, y'all. I was so nervous, and I was so nervous I'd get swept back up into it because it's my culture. It's my people. It's my way of life. It's my it's my go-to. It's the the way that I was raised to be just because like it's America I'm an American and so yeah so like I was so nervous to move back but I knew it was the right timing and so like moving back I 
told myself I would move back slowly. And I feel like I've done that well. Like I didn't jump into anything, even though things were pushing me. And even though like stress was like trying to be like projected onto me from other people who were stressed about just looking at my life. And I'm like, y'all worry about yourselves. Like I'm over here, I'm moving slowly and processing all these things. Like just had a massive life change, you know? So Anyways, moving back here has been, like, unexpected, but also, like, good. There's been, it's been a lot better than I expected because I think I moved so slowly and because I set up non-negotiables before I got back. And also, like, I had the luxury of living in America for 28 years and then living somewhere else for a year and a half. And so things were ingrained in me in 28 years, so it wasn't like I was coming back to surprises, you know, but... Let me tell you, it was freaking weird to move back and COVID be happening. And I didn't know what I could do. Like, I like, had to call my mom. I was like, mom, can I go through a drive-thru? And do I need to wear gloves? And like, how do I like, how do I use this appropriately? And can I hand them my credit card? Or like, are people going to be weird about touching my credit card? Like, do people take cash? And anyways, I like wasn't here for the COVID shift. And so I didn't know any of that stuff, but I was like lucky enough to not be too surprised by America and what it has to offer. And so that transition has been slow and that the slowness of it has been really good and really safe for me. Yeah. But then also like I listened to podcasts by myself and about like transitioning into my thirties and it's like, damn, nah, you're sad. (laughs) And so like, they're just like, because I could listen to that and hear in my voice that I was sad. And I was also moving slowly. I wasn't jolted out of my position too much. Like I just like, it's like, oh, okay, I'm doing too much at once. Like, why am I actually sad? And I allowed myself time to like, think through that. And so but that's only because I was moving slowly. Anyways, that's been my biggest transition recently. And then I transitioned again, guys, from ministry back into corporate. (laughs) What is happening? Like, (laughs) what is this? Why do I keep going through the same thing? So ministry back to corporate, round two. This time I came in and like felt excited and purposeful and a lot like coming back to America, like I almost knew what to expect this time around. And so it hasn't been like jolting or weird. It's almost been like comforting and sweet. And so I just realized like, this is what I like to do. And like, I'm passionate about the job that I'm doing. And then like overall my twenties, every single freaking year of my twenties was a transition. And a lot of those years, like I remember being 25 and I think there was like multiple transitions within that year alone, just like walking through healing and then making friends and then traveling overseas again after not getting to move to Cambodia and like all of these things. And so my twenties were just like filled with transition and every year, like I grew, I learned more and I matured more. And then every year, like I would transition into a a new person. (laughs) And so like, I started my 20s like loud and crass and 300 pounds and like just like wanting to fit in and wanting to be perfect and 
using my dirty mind and dirty mouth to like make friends and make funny jokes and like be so inappropriate and always share my opinion and be super holy. Um, whatever that looked like for whatever person was in front of me, you know, just like using adaptability, like at a bad level into a chameleon and just like, I, that's how I started my twenties and it was just like, I don't know. Like I wasn't carefree. I was so careful to be completely honest. Like it wasn't about me or my life. It was always about serving other people and being another person and being whatever anyone needed me to be. And like, that's good and healthy until it's not good and healthy. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and so I, after that, like, over my 20s, I've, like, calmed down a lot. I'm not as loud as I used to be. It's still bubbly and fun, of course. Uh, also, still making inappropriate jokes. They've just, like, lessened. <laughs> and, like, I just, I just realized that I don't have to share my opinion all the time. And I realized that, like, it's okay to move slowly and it's okay to be the peaceful person in the room instead of like being the loud person or the opinionated person in the room. And so, yeah, and I'm a hundred pounds lighter. And I would say like, I am now more carefree than I was when I started my twenties, which is crazy because most people, when they start their twenties, like the world tells you, right? Like you're learning so much, like now's the time to be crazy and do all the things. And I did that at the end of my twenties, but like now, like moving into my thirties, I feel carefree. It's like, oh, I can say that or I don't have to say that. And like, oh, well that point will get across however it needs to get across or like, I don't have to fix this situation right now. I'm like, oh, I just like need to take care of myself first and then I can take care of that person so much better. And so, yeah, my twenties were a huge transition and just into like a new person. And I had to like cut off a lot of things about me that I thought were wrong. But in reality, like in turning 30, I'm adding some of those back, you know, like, I don't know, being the life of the party again. And allowing myself the freedom to question things, you know, and things like that. And, um, so yeah. So from my twenties to thirties, I have slowed down a lot. I don't have something to do every night. I don't have people to hang out with every day and I don't want that. And so yeah, I started super fast paced, super, super, super at everything. And now I'm just like, I'm living my life. I've settled down and I love it. And I'm making friends whenever the timing's right. Like I'm not rushed. And I feel like in my twenties, I was always rushed. So all that to say, I've made some realizations during the transitions of my life. Maybe you share some of these transitions. Maybe it's not like necessarily life stages for you, but it's like transitions from being in a relationship to being out of a relationship or being in a friendship that defined you that you spent every waking hour with that person and then all of a sudden like that friendship is gone or the same with a relationship right like maybe a transition for you was like imagining your entire future with someone and then all of a sudden like something happened and you're no longer with that person and then all of your sudden your future looks like a dark black hole and it's just because the absence of one person that's a transition and those come like really abrupt and 
it it doesn't really get easier, does it? <laughs> so just like some realizations I've had in my transitions over the years that I want to share with you guys. First of all, you can't prepare for who you are in a new situation. No matter how much you try to prepare, like, you don't know who you're going to be in this next transition. Like, it could change you completely. And the things that you've seen and the the things that you are becoming and the things that are happening to you, like, you don't know. And, And that's okay. And like, It's okay to not know who you're going to be. And so because you don't know who you're going to be, you can't prepare for how you're going to react, right? So you can't prepare for your reactions to a new transition because you don't know who you're going to be in that new transition. So give yourself a break. (laughs) Give yourself some grace. I know for me, I get a lot of anxiety when I try and figure it all out. When I'm trying to find the answers to everything Anxiety is king in my life, and it's because I'm trying to figure out the future, but, like, spoiler alert, we don't know the future. (laughs) Uh, And so, like, this anxiety that I feel, it just, like, comes out of nowhere, and so I'm sure that you felt that, and if you're in transition right now, like, and you're feeling anxiety, maybe just, like, give yourself a break and let yourself know, like, maybe I'm not going to know all the answers that I want to know and be okay with that and figure out how and what it looks like for your life to be okay with that, you know? Give yourself grace and take your time. Like, there's no timeline on a transition. And I feel like the world tells you that there is. The world expects you to be at certain places in your life. Like, I know for me, as like a 30-year-old single girl, like, I look at all my friends and they're all on baby number two and I'm like, oh shit, like I'm not, I'm behind, but that's not it at all. Like I'm not behind. I'm not, I haven't missed the mark. So move slowly, take your time. It's okay. Like transitions don't look the same for everyone and they don't even look the same for you. Huh? Like crazy. Know that it's hard. Transitions are hard and give yourself time to walk through them. You're going to make it. You're going to make it through. And just know that it's not easy. <laughs> For me, like, like I keep saying, transition likes to catch me off guard most of the time. And <laughs> here's an analogy. So, like, have you ever been drinking and you're sitting down, like, maybe you're at brunch, you're having bottomless mimosas, and you drink one after another, and you're like, oh, my God, I have to pee. So you like stand up and you're like wobbly for a second and you're like, huh, I had no idea. Like I didn't know that mimosa was like affecting me in the way that it was. And that's like what transition is like, right? Because you, you're going through life and things are changing and then all of a sudden you stand up or all of a sudden you like make a decision and you're like, whoa, 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 let me brace myself. Rise, stabilize, mobilize. Breathe in, take a deep breath. It's okay. And maybe back off on all the things that you're trying to incorporate into your life just to like either keep up with people or, you know, to do the things that you think you should be doing at this time in your life. Like, like slow down, like breathe in. It's okay. For me, like, this is what just happened to me, okay? So I just told you about all the transition in my life. New job, new house, new responsibilities, new ministries that I'm involved in, and new friendships. And 
I am like, oh, I'm at this place where I'm like doing all these new things and I definitely want to like join a gym. And so like I signed up for this, uh, not free trial. <laughs> I spent money on this, uh, bar class, this bar studio. And I was like, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to work out and I have time in my schedule, but like, y'all, I just started a new job a month ago. And so any of you who started a new job realize that like you don't have any responsibilities for the first month <laughs> and then and then you're expected to take ownership of some things. And so for me, like my job, like took off the past two weeks <laughs> and at the same time that I signed up for this new workout place. And um, I realized like quickly into it, like I had to keep canceling my workout class because I just like I couldn't make it. It wasn't that I didn't want to. I just like didn't have time and like. I realized like I went too far ahead of myself because like working out is great and I know that I want to do that in my life, obviously. But like I can't sign up for something and be responsible to do something else whenever I'm trying to take care of myself in the middle of this transition and figuring out what my schedule even looks like. So it was like standing up after brunch and realizing like, oh, wow, I'm actually like super tipsy right now was how I feel with like this new workout class is like, whoa, 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 slow down, Natalie. Um, and like realizing like, I want to focus on new relationships in my life. Like I want to focus on the new people in my life. And that's going to take precedence over a new gym right now. And that's okay. <laughs> like, um, I'll still work out. I'll just work out some other time in another place and like go for a run in my neighborhood. Like it just looks differently in this season, you know? So anyways, like slow down. You don't have to sign up for all the things. I'm talking to myself, obviously, because I want to sign up for all the things. Um, but it's okay. Like you're not on a, you're not in a rush. You're not on a timeline. And if you are like maybe reassess <laughs> and see what your priorities are. So yeah. Anyways, those are my transitions. That's what I've learned during transition. I just feel like so strongly that my purpose in life is to tell people like, let go of the expectations that you've put on yourself that you've assumed that other people have on you or let go of the expectations that other people are trying to put on you and know that you're okay. You're making it. You're growing. You're strong. And even if you're not growing, take the day, take the month, take the year, just take deep breath and know that you're okay and know that you're not missing out on anything and that your life is really in a good place and it's like really where it should be even if the place that you're in is really shitty <laughs> like it's okay so anyways that's all I got the next couple episodes like I said are gonna be about myths that I busted in my 20s and things that I thought were ultimate truth and turns out they're not <laughs> So thanks for giving me grace during the past couple months where I haven't done a podcast, but I'm back and I'm excited and I'm excited to go through this next series and to talk through these things that I've learned and let me know if, if it speaks to you, if you get any uh, revelation out of it. I'd love to hear from you guys and I love y'all. Stay sweet. <laughs>